Hey, Wellington Heights Community Church family. Thank you so much for tuning in to week two of our Sabbath series. And in the book, Rest is Resistance, author Pastor Trisha Hershey defines rest as a third space, a temporary space of freedom to reclaim our belovedness as our society often only sees our bodies as mere machines. Now, the practice of Sabbath rest is a gift. Reclaiming our and our neighbor's belovedness is an act of resistance to the status quo, offering us a whole new way of ordering our lives to sustain in God's good work for the long haul. So we actually are going to take a moment to reflect as we listen to the song Slow Down by the artist I Am Sun. Slow down, where are you going? What's so important that can't wait? Tell me, what are you seeking? What is it that's keeping you from bringing me your questions? All that you carry, all that you bury underneath Just slow down, just slow down
Hey everyone, what's good? Pastor Keon here. The, the scripture reading that I will be teaching from is Exodus chapter 5, verse 4 through 8 and 14 through 18. And you can go ahead on your own, uh, read that full chapter to get uh, kind of the full uh, picture of what's going on. But the, the, verse that, uh, the verses that I'm teaching from, it takes place when Moses and Aaron ask Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. And, and this is how Pharaoh responds. He says, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens? That same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their foremen, you shall no longer give people straw to make bricks, as in the past. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But the number of bricks that they made in the past, you shall impose on them. You shall no, by no means reduce it, for they are idle. Therefore, the people cry, let us offer sacrifice to our God. And the foremen of the people of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, why have you not done all the tasks of making bricks today and yesterday as in the past? Then the foremen of the people of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants, yet they say to us, make bricks. And behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your, your own people. But he said, you are idle. You are idle. That is why you say, let us go and make sacrifice to our Lord. Go now and work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still deliver the same number of bricks. Amen. When I grew up, Taking breaks and talks of rest were seen as weak. And I remember as early as middle school football, when, I, when it, when it hit, hit me about the reality that society sees rest as an option or, or even weak. I, I spent many su summers at practice during football season listening to my coaches carry on about, uh, if you were tr tough, we wouldn't need breaks. They urged us to fight through the, the desire for a drink of water. And we believed that water was for the weak. And if you skipped a water break or if, if you took a quick sip, that uh, the team looked at you as if the, you were a captain or elite or you were tough among all. But it wasn't until death, a death in the NFL uh, happened where coaches across the country started taking breaks more seriously. On August 1st, 2001, O-lineman Corey Stringer died from heat stroke after collapsing at the team practice facility in Mankato, Minnesota. According to Mayo Clinic, heat stroke happens usually as a result of prolonging exposure or, or physical exertion in high temperatures. This, this situation sent waves all around uh, the nation and sports teams and coaches and teams were, were scrutinized and pressured more to, to have better regulations and, and more water breaks added to their practices. But our culture continued to press that grind culture. And since then, thousands of heat and exhaustion uh, related deaths have been resort, uh, reported. The last two weeks, we, le we leaned into Sabbath as a gift from God. And, and, and what a gift it is if we really lean into what all it entails. It's such an amazing God that gives us an amazing gift of rest.
And today we are going to talk about Sabbath as resistance. And that sounds radical, but what does it mean? What does it mean? What are we resisting? Well, in our scripture reading, we see that Pharaoh creates a culture that is based on overworking. The Israelite slaves didn't even know what rest was. We see that Pharaoh responds uh, when, when, when Moses proposes that the, the Israelites go on a three-day journey to, to honor their God. Pharaoh responds by adding more work to the Israelites. They were already overworked. And the slaves were overworked. And, and if the slaves were overworked, that means the Egyptians were overworked. It was a part of their culture. So Pharaoh's response to rest was to punish the Israelites for even the thought of rest. And Pharaoh developed this culture of 24-hour, 24-7 work. And as a matter of fact, the Israelites didn't know any different. They thought that this was the way life was supposed to do to be to be. And, and we see this in chapter five. The, the Israelites are finally free in chapter five, um, but but they find themselves without food in the wilderness. And and God answers their cry for food by supplying them with fried quail and, and manna. I, I don't know if it was cr- fried, but I always like to to, to see uh, to, to imagine that God, you know, fried it. But God supplies them with fried uh, quail and manna. And, and God tells them, you know, go ahead every day, uh, gather this, this quail and, and, and the manna. Uh, but on the sixth day, I want you to g- gather twice as much because on the seventh day, I want you to rest. I want you to just chill. Guess what the Israelites did on the seventh day? They went out and gathered and they found nothing. They were only doing what they were used to doing. Now, in reflection of Israelites' enslavement um, culture uh, that that was uh, created by Pharaoh, uh, this culture of constant working, does this remind you of the bondage that many of us are experiencing today within our current culture? Like the Israelites, we are in bondage to patterns of relentless productivity, never enough consumerism, the constant stimulation of push notification and connectivity that exacerbates stress, anxiety, and bitter controversies. Sabbath is meant to save us from all of this. If you're like me, when you hear the word Sabbath, it kind of makes you mad or frustrated because you know that there's so much to do. And if, and if I stop, who's going to do it? It's, it's, it might fall all apart. When you hear the word Sabbath, it might bring you anxiety um, to think about even resting or having the rest or having to stop. Maybe you understand the benefits, but you just doesn't fit your schedule. Sabbath is a resistance against the never-ending capitalistic climbing the ladder. Our comfort comes first culture. But it's also resistance against the way culture has shaped us. We are blind to the ways that it has shaped us. See, the Israelites, they were free from Pharaoh. And God gave them a Sabbath. But Pharaoh's grind culture was woven into their DNA so much that even with a mandate from God to Sabbath, they couldn't help but work on the Sabbath day. Why are we scared of Sabbath? We, we do know that we, we resist and we're scared of Sabbath 
because it is it's not a value of our of our culture. But why do people resist Sabbath-like practices? Might I suggest that Sabbath, stopping, being still, makes us have to deal with ourselves. Sabbath makes us have to deal with the stuff that we work so hard with every day to avoid. That's why we, when we do Sabbath or when we do take a day off, we fill it with things to distract us from ever having to deal with our traumas, our guilt, our shame, our contemplation um, of, of unreconciled relationships. Sabbath makes us have to deal with that. And we don't want to deal with that. We've created mechanisms to, to distract us. Um, Netflix, uh, caring for others is, is in the distraction. Sometimes we care for others so that we don't have to take care of ourselves or just simply staying busy. Staying busy is our number one coping skill for our life. And, and let me tell you, I've, I've talked to many counselors and I'm in, sk- in school to be a certified chaplain and, and, I, and I've been able to have opportunity to read books uh, on, on, on these issues. And not one of them suggests that staying busy and avoiding problems will bring you true rest, restoration and reconciliation. Forgetting the past is not a way in which you actually get restored. That might be the culture that we're told to, to, to do. Like you don't need therapy or you don't need counseling. That is grind culture. That is not a culture that God um, induces. What will bring you, uh, what, what will happen is if you continue to avoid these things, Avoid your problems. What will, what will, it, will, it will bring a pile of burdens that will eventually catch up to you and crush you, if not all at once, one by one and unannounced. Another reason why I think that we're scared of Sabbath is because our culture encourages us to create a life where we are overwhelmed. We structure our lives to where if we were to stop, everything would go crashing down, or at least we think everything would be crash, go crashing down. Sabbath resists the culture, uh, the, the, resists the culture in the control of the empire over us. And Sabbath resists us. Walter Bergman, um, an Old Testament scholar, he says this about Sabbath. He says, we have an anxiety-inducing economic system. And I have come to think that the fourth commandment on the Sabbath is the most difficult and most urgent of the commandments in our society. We need rest, not just for a day, but we need Sabbath rhythms and principles in our everyday life. In in one of my classes called Creation Care and Sabbath Economics, my professor said one of the most profound statements about the urgency of Sabbath keeping. He said this, 
The world is waiting for humans to Sabbath so that the world can Sabbath. If humans Sabbath, the rest of creation gets to Sabbath. If we don't Sabbath, the rest of creation doesn't get to Sabbath. See, God gave uh, us responsibility to take dominion over the earth. And that word dominion, listen to this, that word dominion in the Hebrew translates closer to caring for the earth so that it survives. It's not a dominating mandate. So if, if, so if we, we don't give creation a break, it will not flourish. Think about that. If farmers don't practice Sabbath, the land doesn't get a break. If parents don't practice Sabbath uh, rhythms, kids, kids don't get a break and, and, and will pass down that grind culture. If construction workers don't Sabbath, machines don't get, get breaks. And machines need breaks. They need you know, to be repaired. They need all of those things. If productivity and production doesn't Sabbath, we will run dry or have to come up with solutions that are usually not healthy, uh, like, you know, growth hormones or like uh, fortifying the land so that we can use the land every day. If we don't break nothing else well. Corey Stringer died because he didn't get a break. And because of his death, sports started taking small steps toward rest. But we shouldn't have to have disasters happen in order for the world to take breaks. And unfortunately, that is, that's how it usually is. How many of us remember uh, that the world stopped or the nation stopped in 9-11 and nine, on 9-12 as well? You know, the, the Twin Towers stopped, uh, fell and everyone in the nation stopped. Businesses, schools. Or how about the pandemic? We all stopped. Or, or in Cedar Rapids, the derecho. We all stopped. These were forced Sabbaths. Again, we shouldn't have to have a disaster happen in order for the world to take a break. Sabbath is a gift, not a curse. We Sabbath because God first Sabbath. He, he, he Sabbath from his own work uh, in, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Sabbath and Sabbath practices benefit us, reviving us, making us our best selves. And one of the reasons it makes us our best self is because it allows us to focus on the several areas in us that need rest. Those areas are mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, creativity, and physical. All of these areas God created in us to be used and to be restored. Yet, as people and even as Christians, the only area we actually have rest is our physical bodies through sleep. And we struggle with that. We, we use so much energy in all of these, these seven areas throughout the day. An example of us using these energy is, is, is um, you know, you use creative and mental energy to, to, get, to get dressed or have tough conversations. Uh, um, you use mental and sensory energy just in traffic, trying to weave around traffic. Uh, you use spiritual and creative energy uh, to find an excuse to, to say no when someone asks you uh, to share your french fries. You, you, you know, you got to summon your inner Jesus, right? When, when, when people are in need of you or want you, you use your social energy. Sabbath offers 
uh, replenishing of these areas. One of my professors um, wrote a book called Plant, Planting a Church Without Losing Your Soul. And in it, Tim Moray says, the best thing that you can give your congregation is a healthy pastor. Isn't that true? The best thing parents can give their kids are healthy parents. The best thing supervisors can give their employees are healthy supervisors. And the list goes on. Spouses, healthy spouses, healthy sons, healthy daughters. Sabbath helps in making us healthy. But how can we press pause on everything that the world says matters most? How can I press pause when I have two to three jobs? How can I Sabbath? I have a, a disability that prevents me from resting well. I think Jesus helps us and has the best advice when he says Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It's not some um, legalistic thing that um, if you don't do, you will die or you know, whatever. No, Sabbath wasn't meant to, to be a burden upon us. It was meant to for us to use to lift our burdens, right? Sabbath is, is meant to work for your benefit and to fit you. Many of us may not have the opportunity to take a full day or let alone a specific day. You might say, maybe that's something that I can work toward, but it's, it's not happening in my reality right now. I do want to encourage us to, to look at our schedules. We might discover areas that, that need Sabbath resistance. If Sabbath is a principle that, um, that, that you want to prioritize, let Sabbath win over some things. Uh, one of the things that me and Pastor Stephanie do is we, we, we only commit to two nights of ministry or work nights a week. And this could be hard because we have to say no to things that we want to do. And, 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 and we have to say uh, no to people who we want to be with. But how many of you know that your schedule can get so overbooked that you have no time for yourself, your family and rest? And then on Sunday, you're asking, what happened? Where did the week go? Even our Savior Jesus, he rest. Uh, he chose rest over good things. In Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, it says, But now more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. Jesus left them because he knew he needed rest. Uh, in a couple of weeks, Pastor Alice um, is going to talk to us about Sabbath as a communal practice with others. Um, it's not just this thing that you do, you know, in, in, uh, in your prayer closet or whatever, um, but it's something that we actually do with others. So lots of us, we, we find time um, for Bible studies or spiritual things like fasting, uh, having accountability partners, you know, learning um, more about the Bible. But I want to encourage you to add Sabbath to your schedule, uh, to, you, to your group. Look at your schedules. Identify some time in your schedule that you can actually control and, and work, work with that too. We have to add Sabbath to our schedule, even if it's an hour or half a day. It can it can be it doesn't have to be, you know, big, big things like, you know, big trips or vacations or, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, it needs to be um, 
in the ordinary as well. Lastly, I want to encourage you to to be creative with Sabbath practice. Again, add it to your everyday life. Listen to what your body needs. Um, If you need a break, take a break the next time you can get it. When I schedule meetings, I try not to do them back to back, adding time to debrief and and have some silence um, to myself so that I can be the best person for that next meeting. I want to end with with a story. Um, um, Studies have shown that uh, World War I and and World War II veterans experienced less mental health um, issues than Vietnam Vietnam veterans. And this is because uh, one of the reasons why uh, is because when the wars were over in World War I and World War II, soldiers... took boats back to the States. And those boats took from one to three months to get back. And in that time, soldiers were able to debrief what they went through, cry, lament, laugh. They were having therapy with their peers over three months. And by the time they got back to their families and re-entered society, they had they had dealt with some of the things that they had went through. It wasn't fixed, but they had three months, 90 days to really process that stuff. Versus Vietnam veterans, um, they flew back to society. And within three days, they were already at their kitchen tables eating dinner with their, with their, um, their families. No time to process. No time to cry. No time to lament. No time to process. Sabbath is an opportunity to find ourselves in God again. Sabbath restores us to the sense of our truest identity as God's image bearers. The promise of rest starts today. My friend, um, uh, Carlos Sheets, he said, he said this, we shouldn't have to die to rest in peace. We can rest today in order to prepare for tomorrow. We rest to become more human. We rest because, because God commands it. We rest because Jesus rests. We rest because we're tired. We rest Because it strengthens us to do the hard work of justice, reconciliation, repairing, and restoration. We rest because the world tells us to keep going. And we resist that. And we hear the sweet word that the Spirit saying, be still and know that I am God. Hey, be kind to yourselves. Amen.
Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Wellington Heights Community Church Podcast. If you are at all interested in learning more about our church community, please visit www.wellingtonheightscommunitychurch.org. You can find our contact information as well as upcoming services. We are going to end today with another song to reflect upon. This is Rest by Toby Mack. for the battered, a sanctuary during bad times. The moment you arrive, you relax. You're never sorry you knocked. Rest, take a breath. Push aside the noise and feel the air inside your chest. Blessed, my child, you're blessed. Fall into the arms of God and rest your weary head. Just rest. rest I went to sleep to this God keeps in perfect peace Those whose mind is stayed on Him Rest, take a breath Push aside the noise and fear Inside your chest Blessed My child, you're blessed Fall into the arms of God And rest your weary head Just rest Thank you.